Hi, this is Pastor Louisa from the Rock Community Church. Thanks for joining us today in our Bible reading plan. Our hope and prayer is that you discover more of who Jesus is. Hey church, great to be back with you. It's Taylor again reading through Acts. And last time we were reading in Acts 16 and we seen how Paul had an apology for being sent to prison with Silas. And now when we flip over to Acts 17, we see that a riot is breaking out in Thessalonica. And so that's where we are today, Acts 17. So let's jump into that. After passing through the cities of Amphipolis and Apollonia, Paul and Silas arrived at Thessalonica. As they customarily did, they went to the synagogue to speak to the Jews from the Torah scrolls. For three weeks, Paul challenged them by explaining to them the truths and proving to them the reality of the gospel, that the Messiah had to suffer and die, then rise again from amongst the dead. He made it clear to them, saying, I come to you to announce that Jesus is the Anointed One, the Messiah. Some of the Jews were convinced that their message was true. So they joined Paul and Silas, along with quite a few prominent women and a large number of Greeks who worshipped God. But many of the Jews were motivated by bitter jealousy and formed a large mob out of the troublemakers, unsavory characters and street gangs to incite riots. They set out to attack Jason's house, for he had welcomed the apostles into his home. The mob was after Paul and Silas and sought to take them by force and bring them out to the people. When they couldn't find them, they took Jason instead, along with some of the brothers in his house church, and dragged them before the city council. Along the way, they screamed out, Those troublemakers who have turned the world upside down have come here to our city, and now Jason and these men have welcomed them as guests. The traitors to Caesar, teaching that there is another king named Jesus. Their angry shouts stirred up the crowd and troubled the city and its officials. So when Paul and Silas came before the leaders of the city, they refused to let them go until Jason and his men posted bail. That night, the believers sent Paul and Silas off to the city of Berea, where they once again went into the synagogue. They found that the Jews of Berea were of more noble character and much more open-minded than those of Thessalonica. They were hungry to learn and eager to receive the word. Every day they opened the scrolls of scripture to search and examine them, to verify that what Paul taught them was true. A large number of Jews became believers in Jesus, along with quite a few influential Greek women and men. When the news reached the Jews in Thessalonica that Paul was now in Berea preaching the word of God, the troublemakers went there too, and they agitated and stirred up the crowds against him. The fellow believers helped Paul slip away to the coast of the Aegean Sea while Silas and Timothy remained in Berea. Those who accompanied Paul sailed with him as far as Athens. Then Paul sent them back to Berea with instructions for Silas and Timothy to hurry and join him. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, his spirit was deeply troubled when he realized that the entire city was full of idols. He argued the claims of the gospel with the Jews in their synagogues and with those who were worshippers of God And every day he preached in the public square to whomever would listen. Philosophers of the teachings of Epicurus and others called Stoas debated with Paul. When they heard him speaking about Jesus and his resurrection, they said, What strange ideas is this babbler trying to present? Others said, He's peddling some kind of foreign religion. So they brought him for a public dialogue before the leadership council of Athens, known as Ariochippus. Tell us, they said about this new teaching that you're bringing to our city. 
You're presenting strange and astonishing things to our ears and we want to know what it all means. Now, it was a favourite pastime of the Athelonians and visitors of Athens to discuss the newest ideas and philosophies. So Paul stood in the middle of the leadership council and said, Respected leaders of Athens, it is clear to me how extravagant you are in worship of idols. For as I walked through your city, I was captivated by the many shrines and objects of your worship. I even found an inscription on the altar that read, To the unknown God. I've come to introduce you to this God whom you worship, without even knowing anything about him. The true God is the creator of all things. He is the owner and Lord of heavenly realms and the eternal realm. And he doesn't live in man-made temples. He supplies life and breath and all things to every living being. He doesn't lack a thing that we mortals could supply for him. For he has all things and everything he needs. From one man, Adam, he made every man and woman and every race of humanity. And he spread us all over the earth. He sets these boundaries of people and nations, determining their appointed times in history. He has done this so that every person would long for God, feel their way to him, and find him. For he is the God who is easy to discover. It is through him that we live and function and have our identity. Just as your own poets have said, our lineage comes from him. Since our lineage can be tracked back to God, how could we even think the divine image could be compared to something made of gold, silver or stone, sculpted by man's artwork or clever imagination? And I'm going to leave it there, guys. But I want to end with verse 32, just down at the end of Acts 17. It says, after Paul has been talking to them about Jesus, it's, he says this, The moment they heard Paul bringing up the topic of resurrection, some of them ridiculed him, and then they got up and left. But others said, we want to hear you again later about these things. Again, we see this scripture, this story, this timeline, this actual event in time where Paul was preaching about Jesus and lots of people were rejecting him. Lots of people were getting offended. Lots of people didn't like it. But there's always people, right? There's always people that want to hear more. There's always people that get saved. And I don't know why we think it would be any different when we share our faith there are always going to be people that disagree, that won't like what we're talking about. But there is also always going to be people that want to hear more. And is it worth, this is the question, is it worth listening or putting up with maybe the people that don't want to hear it for the sake of those who do? How about we pray? Thank you, Jesus, that you've given us your word to guide us and teach us and show us what we might face, what we might come up against, but also to show us the rewards or the benefits or the pros of what we can see when we do what you've put on our hearts. Lord, would you convict us today to do whatever it is that you've got in store for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today in our Bible reading plan. Don't miss future episodes. Click follow to subscribe and share with a friend. Have a great day.